What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Full 90 Podcast. Before I get into it, I just want to thank you all for a thousand listens across all the platforms. I also appreciate all the reviews uh, and all the ratings, and uh, I'm hoping to just keep pumping out some content that you guys are enjoying. Uh, So today we have part, what, three uh, for Caden. Caden takes Iceland. And we're just going to talk about his experiences in Iceland, who he's trained with, what he's been up to, and uh, hear some thoughts on, yeah, his thoughts, his takes, uh, how he's viewed training. And uh, yeah, then we'll talk about some football uh, money statistics, which I was enjoying. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy. If you are enjoying, leave us a rating, a review, pass us along to a friend, colleague, teammate, or uh, an aspiring footballer. Yep. Without any further ado, here's Caden and I. All right, Caden, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so we're going on, what, two and a half, well, almost three weeks of you being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've taken part in probably eight trainings with my team with Viking Rift. Uh, and then you've also trained the fourth division team when we had some days off. Uh, and now most recently you just trained only once, but, uh, I think it'll be more in this coming week, uh, with the team in the second division. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in that time, you've been sleeping on my couch and kind of just seeing what I do on a day-to-day basis. Um, minus a little trip we had, but I guess basically my question, um, we'll have two sides to this question, but do you think you can do what I do or or live this lifestyle, like, given how boring and monotonous it can be sometimes? Like, how much time have we spent on the couch? I mean, we've, yeah, we've probably spent a good amount of time on the on the couch. But, I mean, for me, like, I this has been, like, a dream since I was a kid. So, like, this is something I want to do. Like, I know that that's a, a risk you have to take and something you have to give up is is maybe a a better life or better lifestyle outside of soccer but yeah, I mean, socially, yeah. yeah but i mean it's kind of a risk you have to take and something that i want to do so i mean yeah it's like it's not fun to see but it's yeah. also part of it and something you have to live with yeah. if you want to do it and also there's i mean there's definitely things i could be doing to better prepare myself like possibly for the future after football yeah um, you know, I could be taking some courses. I could honestly be learning Icelandic, but basically my focus is kind of just this podcast at the minute and it's not all that time consuming rather, except just like interviewing. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I spend my time most efficiently or like in the best way, you know, so there are better ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, I live in the capital area. So like I have stuff to do if I want to do it, if I want to spend the money, Um, you know, if you were to go live in a smaller town, then it becomes, you actually have less options and then you're basically kind of forced to the couch, you know? So do you think it's tough, tough question to answer, but do you think you could go live in a town of five, 10,000 people with this as your sole reason of being there and like not much anything else to do? You know, do you think you could do that? Yeah, I mean, that's where obviously it gets a little difficult. Um, I think it kind of just depends where you're at. Like, 
for me, like, Iceland's Lee is about, what, like, five to or six months? Yeah, seven months now. April to end of October, early. Where, I mean, the rest of the, the year, yeah, you get to maybe go home or go travel. So, I mean, it is a couple months of a sacrifice. Um, maybe you can spend that time being productive and maybe looking at side hustles and and doing research and stuff like that. But, I mean, I know it, it would be very difficult, not easy to do. But, again, I think it'd be something I'd be willing to at least try for a year. Yeah. And see where it takes me, so. Of course. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's easier to try it and figure out, okay, maybe it's not for me rather than, like, not even try because yeah. you think it's boring. Exactly. All right, so then the, the second part to this question um You've trained with my team for a while, um, the top team in Iceland, and you've now trialed with what we said, fourth division team for a couple of nights, and then uh, most recently you trialed one day, just one day, with a team in the second tier. Um, it was a day before a game, you know, so maybe you didn't get a whole lot of like insight as to what a, a normal training looks like there, but do you think you have like the, the technical ability, the technical, tactical, like... Do you just think you have the ability to play at, we'll say, the top one of the top three levels in Iceland? Yeah, I I do believe that. I think, like you said, it's it's a major focus here, and I think that's the side of the game that I'm better at than the physical and um, side of the game. So yeah, I think it does fit me better, and I think it's something that after seeing it and playing it in it for a little bit of training. Um, I can see that like after just a tiny adjustment period, I think it is something that I think I could fit into for sure. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a fair, fair assessment. Um, I'm not going to say, I don't think you're ready for the top league by any means. Um, and I will say like, in my opinion, um, you would require a team that plays football rather than, you know, there are some teams, uh, even in the top league and also in Lengi Dub, the second tier that don't play as pretty a football. Um, but I think you would require a team that tries to play, that tries to build out and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I'm not going to say that you're going to walk into a team or anything. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say you're guaranteed a contract, but I'm saying, you know, with a little bit of luck, like, and that's, a lot of what goes into the first contract is a bit of luck and timing. Um, you know, you're here, you have the, you do have somewhat of an opportunity, but with the right luck and timing uh, and team, I think you could definitely have the possibility of a contract, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, this coming week, you'll train more with this team in the second tier and, you know, kind of, it's not necessarily, I mean, it is and isn't a trial, um, but it's a bit of a test run for you as well. So, uh, I think we'll we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, we can get to go watch some more games in the second league and uh, yeah, for sure, get some better ideas about the football. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep uh, keep going with some statistics. I think it's just fun and uh, it's interesting. But today we are gonna talk about a 2016 FIFA Pro Global Employment Report. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about money and kind of just contracts in the world of football. Um, So first off, uh, we're going to talk about wages. Okay, so 
there are four different categories that they uh, classify wages. It's zero to one thousand dollars, one thousand to four thousand dollars, four thousand to eight thousand dollars, and then eight thousand dollars plus. So this is per month uh, that players are earning in their salaries. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, we're gonna have you guess what percentage of footballers surveyed across i can't even remember how many countries this is i can't find that right now but what percentage of players earn less than a thousand dollars in a professional contract i'm gonna say like 35 percent. 35 percent. okay that's a decent guess it's 45 percent. 45.3 percent of players that have a contract and are considered professional players earn less than a thousand dollars per month yeah, that's not really not a surprise because of how many leagues there are around the world no okay so now we'll combine it um so we'll use that 45 percent as well but what percentage of players earn less than four thousand us dollars per month less than four thousand so you said the one thousand is a part of that or? yeah so that 45 percent is included Okay. Um, I'm going to add another 20% to it. So maybe like 65%. Okay. So we added another 29%. Okay. So 74% of footballers earn less than 4,000 US dollars. And this is net yeah. per month. So that's take home pay, which uh, does change it a little bit. But um, yeah. And then the next category is 4,000 to $8,000 net, which was only 11.5%. Okay, so what percentage of footballers do you believe, like these wages that we hear in the Prem and, and the top five leagues, what percentage earn above 720000 US dollars net per year? I'm going to say 2%. 2% is actually correct. Let's go. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to kind of move on to where, um, like, abuse of power or... Um, disrespect between like clubs and players uh, with their contracts okay so um of all of all of these professionals surveyed what percentage do you think of these players experienced delayed payments where they didn't receive their money on time um that can it goes all the way up to like 12 months but mm -hmm. um i think the minimum was like yeah just that month so what percentage have experienced that I'm going to go 33%. 41% of players. That's high. that's quite high. Yeah. That's very high. Uh, and to break it down a little more. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's crazy. Fully played on time. Yeah. 13% have had a month delay. 19% have had one to three months delay. And then what's that? Like almost eight percent have experienced three months plus. Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, this applies to forty percent. Uh, the likelihood of delayed salary payments varies significantly between regions, but in Americas, it's around forty percent, including North and South and Central as well. In Europe, thirty-five percent. Africa, fifty-five percent. And Asia, twenty-six percent. Okay. So now we're going to move on to like the length of a contract. Um, and it's a short, yeah, it's a short career. So I kind of want to highlight that. Um, what do you think the 
average, the global average length of a player's contract in this 2016, uh, how many months do you think that contract was? Well, I would say most players would usually go based off of like a year to year, but if you're saying months, then I'm going to go with uh, seven months. Okay, so the average was actually 22.6. Okay. Um, but obviously that becomes quite skewed when you think about like, there, you know, the, the top five leagues are a small percentage, but yeah. that top five leagues, um, you know, these guys are signing for five, six, seven years, you know, so it's 22 and a half. Ooh, okay, this is another interesting, uh, interesting little snippet. I we haven't really talked about my story, but I have been part uh, in Roskilde in Denmark of a formal investigation of match fixing. Of course, not just myself, my whole team. Yeah, um, I had nothing to do with it. I there was nothing ever found yeah. as well. Um, but what do you think the likelihood of being approached? at least once during the course of your career to fix a match. Interesting. Um, let's say 18%. 11% of total players. So, um, yeah, a footballer above the age of 33 has almost an 11% chance of having been approached at least once by match fixers in their career. Wow. That's kind of crazy. But yeah, okay, so those are kind of the, the statistics we're looking at, but uh, some very interesting stuff. I think next time we'll talk about, like, the um, they talk about the pyramid of football, like the, the three different levels. Um, If you made it this far, I just want to thank you. I just know I appreciate each and every listener. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this particular show and this particular guest. Uh, if you're enjoying the show as a whole, I just ask you to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, and then be sure to pass this on to a friend, colleague, teammate, uh, or an aspiring footballer that you may know. Uh, and again, I just want to thank you for listening to the Full 90 Podcast.